the Lord Jesus. I appreciate him so much. God bless you, each and every one. I just pray God will be with you. and Thank you for streaming with us. And, and Maybe we can sing this song, In Christ Alone My Hope is Found. <clears throat> Key of E flat. In Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This All the way I'm going on 
thankful for that refuge in the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Our sanctuary, our hiding place. Oh, praise the name of the Lord Jesus. We're just going to go to prayer this morning. So happy to see Brother Milko and Brother Frank Fletcher on the screen there this morning. God bless you. Good to see you and happy that all of you could gather with us. Brother John and Sister Sharon and Sister Eleanor and Brother Mike and Sister Debbie and just so many of you. Good to see you this morning. Each and every one that's streaming with us, both near and far, we pray God will meet your need and bless you richly. Amen. Maybe we can go to prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord. Thank you for your grace to us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have made us a place that we can come to, Lord. In your word, Lord, when you were walking on this earth, you said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy burdened, I will give you rest. How we appreciate that, Father. Though we might never hear those words audibly, but Lord Jesus, we believe that they're still the same today as when you spoke them. And we come to you, Father, Lord God. In this hour, Lord, of darkness, in this hour of great turmoil and wickedness throughout the land, Lord Jesus, we give you thanks this morning, O God, for your great light and for the revealing of your word. O God, you have called us unto yourself, Lord, by this message of the hour, O God. We love you, Father. Lord Jesus, have your way today in our service. We give all that we can give, Lord. We offer it up unto you, Lord Jesus, and we pray that you'll take it and bless it, Father. Anoint our brother Tom, Lord God. We pray, Father, that you'll just take the vessel, Lord, and Minister through him, O God. You've anointed him, Lord, to have a a service this morning, Lord, to speak your word, Father. Lord, let it just be words of eternal life. Father, food for our souls, Lord Jesus. Strengthen your people, O God. Heal your children, Lord. Every sick one, Lord God, we pray even now, O God, that the healing mercies of God would just rest upon each one, Lord. Touching every life, Lord. Touching our bodies, Lord God. Healing us by the very virtue of Calvary, Lord Jesus. Have your way, O God. We give you praise, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray this all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. In everything, give him thanks. In everything, give him thanks. Give him thanks, oh, in everything, give him thanks. Good. 
bless you. Thank you for standing. You can have your seats this morning. Appreciate each and every one of you. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this, but um, come unto me. Uh, do you know that song? Come unto me. I will give you rest. Is that too old? <laughs> you don't know it? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, practice that for another time. I just uh, came on my mind, spur of the moment. Amen. Well, let's sing, um, I Would Not Be Denied. Amen. Mm, when pangs of death seize on my soul, unto the Lord I cried. God's unchanging hand. Amen. We got an anchor we can hold on to. Carries us through. Amen. Through the storm. Through the valley. Through the mountaintop. Amen. Wherever we are, God carries us. Hallelujah. Amen. And time is filled with swift transition. Not a person.
Brother Tom to come and minister unto us this morning. I'd like to sing, try to sing, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Let's start with uh, the chorus, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Exalt His name together, oh glorify the Lord with me. Come exalt His name forever, oh magnify the Father, Lord, with me, 
that we might taste and see tastes of the manna that has come down from heaven in this hour that you would give us eyes salve to see the glory of the Lord pass by each and every one of us this morning it will take almighty God himself to come forth and take the book it will take the very presence of the great I am to unveil it to each and every one of us. Lord, not how loud we speak or how soft we speak. But if we speak the word of the Lord and we speak from the scriptures, Lord, you can bless that and use that for the glory of God. Sure, there are shaking times around us, Lord, and the time is coming to an end as we've been speaking. But we've been admonished by the Lord Jesus Christ himself to lift up our eyes, lift up our heads, for our redemption draweth nigh. Lord, may that be burning in the hearts of your children this morning. Those that will join by the way of the internet around the world. Those that are present within this local assembly. I just pray that something from the very hand of the Lord will come and speak deeply within the souls of your children. 
We haven't come to be admirers of men, but we have come to see God in flesh, to see the Lord Jesus Christ living in a people. So, Father, take the word and break it to every one of us. And we'll be sure to give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you so much for your faithful, faithful service to the Bride of Christ and to the local assembly. I'd like to greet you all this morning in the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Nice to see all your smiling faces. And those that I don't see, I trust your faces are smiling. So God bless you. Good to see you. Uh, we were reminded of, uh, of course, that with the change and being winter, with the camp and so forth, things will change. We are having our Sunday morning services at 10 o'clock, and um, I don't think that will change until maybe summertime, and the services up at the camp will be starting at 4 o'clock, and so it'll give time for the saints to get up to the camp. This week, there will be no service there because of the various complications that we have with our technicians, some being a little sick and some um, not being here and so forth. So Brother Tim Dodd will be ministering from Cloverdale Bible Way tonight. And Lord willing, maybe Brother John will be speaking on Wednesday. So that will be great. So there will be the body of Christ ministering back to you. And we're thankful that you've joined with us this morning. God bless you. Well, here we are again on a, a resurrection morning. So most of us in our either offices or in our living rooms with friends and family or by ourselves. And I can see you this morning and God bless you. It's nice to see you all in your, your places with sunshiny faces as the old, uh, what do you say? Sunday school. So I, uh, I want to tell you this morning and greet you in the, uh, Jesus name for our pastor who is here at the uh, church and uh, in his study watching the service, and I know we all would love to be here. Um, I read a report the other day. They said July looks like the month that they're targeting for. I said, bring it on. Let's have July. Let's have June. I don't care. Just let's have church. And so we understand that when we say, you know, we've so often over the years say, you know, that, you know, this not the building. The church is not the building. It's the people. And of course, that is indeed the truth. But it's nice to have the church in the church. And uh, we will strive for that. We'll believe for that. And I told one of the brothers the other day, I said, we're going to kill the fatted calf. And when we can come to church and then we'll have a, we'll have a time, a whole day just being with one another and we'll probably get sick and tired of each and every one of us through that day, but it will be great to be together and we will have a wonderful time. So let's look forward to that time. And right now we are going to just sing my hope is in the Lord, Ben. My hope is in the Lord. Just to sing the little chorus a little bit, just to get an atmosphere. And Brother Nathan's right on target, so you're right on target, Brother Nathan. God bless you. My hope is in the Lord from this time. Let's all stand as we sing this. I stand in awe. 
and in all within the presence of the Lord, in whom the wisdom of the ages lie, for whom the raging of the sea subsides. on our lips. Let's just turn into the scriptures. We'll turn to Acts chapter 23. Acts chapter 23. Acts chapter 23. We'll be reading one verse there. Verse 11. We'll give a little background of where we're going. Paul had made the statement that he's a Roman and he was being judged and now being judged as a Roman, he must go to Rome. He must go before Caesar. And so now he's uh, the burden is upon the uh, Roman government to bring Paul to his um, judgment. And now Paul was being encouraged of the Lord. Verse 11, chapter 23 of Acts. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, let's all read it together. The Lord stood by him and said, be of bad cheer. No, thank you, Sister Sharon. You not said that. I know you're following along. That's really good. And this is very applicable to our time that we're living in here. So now the Lord stood by him. The Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. So now the word has been spoken. He's testified now of the gospel in Jerusalem. Now the Lord is telling him, Now, you testified in Jerusalem. You will testify in Rome. Now, let me ask you a question very quick off from the gate. Can anything stop Paul from getting to Rome? When the Lord told him, you will testify in Rome. What is he supposed to be? Be of good cheer. So we understand there's going to be a few trials along this road. But be of good cheer, Paul. Let's turn to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Now we, we know that a Eurocliden had come and, and, uh, if you look up the word Eurocliden, that is a wind or a typhoon, a northeastern, eastern wind on the Mediterranean had come. And uh, they had they had come and 
uh, parked their ship on their way to Rome. And the captain says, now it's time to go. And uh, Paul disagreed. He said, nope, this is not time to go. This is time to stay. But the captain, he's the captain. So the captain said, no, we're going to go. And the centurion that was watching over the prisoner was now in bed with the captain and said, yep, we're going to go. No matter what, we're going to go. Though the winds are wrong, though the though all the tempest rage, we're going to go. So now the Bible goes on to say in verse 20, or let's go 19, and on the third day they cast out with... Uh, with our own hands, the tackling of the ship, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. My, my, it looked, looked very, very, very bad, but remember, the Lord's salutation already was of good cheer. All hope has gone away, but be of good cheer. So, so let's continue. But after a long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. I now exhort you. Now here comes his exhortation. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. All hope's gone. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there shall, there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God, having given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, Cloverdale Bible way, sirs, be of, what does the Bible say? Good cheer. Oh, now we've read three times now. Good cheer. And when all hope's gone, be of what? Good cheer. You're in prison, be of what? Good cheer. All right, we're getting there. So, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. The title I, I wanted here is, For I Believe God. I want you to notice that right there. You know, you can say, okay, just be happy. Be of good cheer. Be comforted. Though you're going to be in the deep and though the ship's going to be wrecked, be of good cheer. But what he was basing his good cheer on was not circumstance. Hello? It wasn't because of his situation and he had a first class cabin or an, an owner's suite in the boat. Nope. He was going to be where everybody else was going to be in the deep. And he says, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. There will be no loss of life. May God add his blessing to his word. God bless you as you have your seats.
So obviously, just from the beginning and the title and so forth, you understand where we're probably going this morning. And so I would like you to just remember in your mind here, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. He didn't believe anything other than Almighty God. The angel of the Lord came into his little chamber, spoke to him, said, don't worry about the storm, don't worry about the ship, don't worry about the condition, don't worry about anything that should come your way. Be of good cheer. And Paul comes back and says, you know, Brother Roy, I believe God. I believe what he said. There will not be a loss of life. You won't lose your children. You won't lose your wife. You won't lose your husband. Be of good cheer. The angel of the Lord himself stood by me. Hallelujah. So now here we are. We're in Laodicea. We say there's gross darkness, the land, gross darkness, the people. It's a terrible life. It's terrible out there. You have running water. You don't have to pump your water. You don't have to heat it by the stove. You didn't have to break kindling this morning. You, did, you, you, didn't, you just turned on the hot tap. The hot tap came. Listen, Mr. and Mrs. Laodiceans. We have it better than a lot of princes and kings and queens throughout the ages. And yet we complain if our water tank breaks or it's a great trial. Those aren't trials. That's just living life. In fact, the tag actually tells you it's only good for five to seven years. What are you expecting? If you're 10, you're good. And if you really pray over them, which we did, I got 27 years. The plumber said, don't change it. Don't change it. Whatever you do, what you're doing, you're doing right. I remember Brother Lonnie Jenkins said, when I was just a, a single man, just saved, he says, when you have anything dedicated to the Lord, you have a car, give it to the Lord. You have a Chesterfield, give it to the Lord. Have people over. Single brothers, yep, I give it to the Lord. If you have an apartment, have brothers stay with you. Give it to the Lord. If you have a house, use it for the kingdom of God. Will it have wear and tear? And oh, my, my roof is leaky, leaking. It's such a trial. Really? 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 Those aren't trials. You haven't been in the deep yet. You haven't swam for seven nights yet. You haven't been, you haven't had almost all hopes gone. Saints, we should be the happiest People, as the prophet said, on the face of the earth. You say, I can't see my brother and sister. I'm walking with the king. If I got to be like Enoch and walked with God and was not, if that is my anointing, he said, very, very, very few are going to make it. We love to be around one another. But the one that I love, and Brother Bram said, the greatest thrill I have is to get into the presence of the Lord. He said, that's the greatest thrill for me, to get into the presence of Jesus Christ. And that is my greatest thrill. Hear what he says in running from the presence of the Lord. Christianity is an everyday, rugged life living for God. In this present world, it's a constant burning of the love of God in the heart that sets you a fire. 
I have a walk with the Lord. I want you to say, I have a walk with God. That's something in your own heart, Sister Ria, that nobody can take away. Satan can't take it away. Circumstance can't take it away. It's God in you. God in me. No matter what the circumstances are. Be of good cheer. I believe God. I'm not going to believe Satan's circumstance. I'm not going to believe in anything Laodicea brings my way. I'm going to take God at his word. He said Christianity is an everyday rugged life. Right, Brother Milko? It's an everyday rugged life. Do we have it easy? I don't believe so. But it's an everyday rugged life. Do you have to make ends meet? Yes, sir. But it's an everyday rugged life with Jesus Christ. We should be on fire, he said, with the love of God in the heart that sets you afire and puts you out yonder with the people making converts to Christ. We don't want to be so self-centered. Woe is me and our problem that we forget the great commission. Go ye in all the world. Preach the gospel to every kingdom, every nation. Baptizing them in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a mission. That's what our children need to see. The burden and the fire of God in our lives Not forgetting your neighbor. Not forgetting those that are around you. That need the Jesus sister Shirley. That you met. That that fire is still burning. In your heart. Keep. Pressing. On. Keep. Pressing. On. Let's turn to Hebrews. If you've got your Bibles. Which everybody should. Have your Bibles. Hebrews chapter 3. A little, a little exhortation more so this morning. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12. I can hear the rustle of one Bible in here. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Oh my. Oh my. What was Paul's thing? Be of good cheer. I believe God. Now, here we are being exhorted here. Verse 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any one of you a heart of unbelief. In departing from the living God. I don't want to depart from our confession of a very present help in time of trouble. I don't want to depart from I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. I don't want to depart that wherever you are, I will be there. I do not want to depart from that. Verse 13, Paul, but exhort one another, what? 
just weekly on Wednesday nights or Sunday. Paul says, exhort one another daily. While it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Say, well, Brother Tom, I don't sin. I don't drink. I don't do this. Brother Ram said, sin is unbelief. Who would depart from believing? So now Paul says, we're to exhort one another. Exhort. Where's the fire? Where's that steadfastness? Where's that? I don't care what the devil gives. I'm going to stand. Where is that within the believer? I say it's there. And Satan, you can't have none of us. Not one of us. So if you take a look at that word, I exhort you to exhort one another. That sounds like you're actually exhorting somebody in, in, a, in a, a strong, hard way. But that's not what the Greek is saying or that's not what Paul is meaning. He says it's a present imperative. If you look up a present imperative, that means it's actually a command in the Greek. It's a present imperative. That means if I look, uh, look it up, a present imperative means when you write that word down, it's a command to do it. It's not just letting it go and forgetting it now. We'll forget it tonight and we'll hear Brother Tim. He's exhorting you and commanding you. It's a perfect imperative. Do not forget this. It's a present imperative, which is a command for you to encourage each other daily. Ah, there's the word we're looking for. Be of good cheer. That sounds like an encouragement. Doesn't matter whether you're in jail. Be of good cheer. You're going to go before Caesar. Can I say to you this morning, be of good cheer. There's a people that are taken on a body change. Be of good cheer. There's a people that's going to be raptured in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Be of good cheer. Do not look at your circumstance. You look at the word of God. You exhort one another daily. You encourage them in the faith. Do not depart into unbelief. Oh, they're falling away. They're going away. Listen, not all Israel is Israel. Not all Bible way is Bible way. Not all Christians are Christians. You just have to believe that you are. I'm a believer. I'm a born again son of God. I'm a daughter of God. God called me. He opened this message to me. No man did. God did. I shall not depart from this faith. Should you encourage one another in the faith? Or should you encourage one another in unbelief? It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Well, I happen to have a walk with the Lord. And I want to say to you this morning, to you that have a walk with God, it's getting better and getting better. Brother Bram said in true Christianity, I think it is. He says, you're always saying how bad it's getting. Why don't you say how strong the church is getting? And that's what I want to exhort you this morning. Forget the unbelief that's around you. Take God at his word. I've been called to be an adopted son and daughter of God. I've been called to be an adopted son and daughter of God.
I've had family come against me. Sure, we've had peril. I've had car accidents tear me up. Sure, we've had peril. But the same Jesus that stood with Paul is the same one that stood with me, is the same one that stands with you. Be of good cheer, Paul. Be of good cheer, Tom. I called you to put on a rapture change. Hallelujah. Have I had those that have spoken against me? Yes. Have I had those that said, you'll never make it? Yes. Have I had those that told me, I'm not even saved? Yes. Have you, I've even had those that said, I'm deceived. That's what they say, and I say, no. I am a revelated son and daughter of God. Amen. Why? Why can we say this? Paul had a personal walk with the Lord, Brother Nathan. My walk does not or is not determined by the unbelief that is around me. I'm sorry, friends. You might have unbelief. You might, might be saying how terrible it is. That's fine with you. But as far as me and my house, I have departed from unbelief. And I'm walking with the Lord Jesus. Brother Bram said in this personal gospel, as I titled this paragraph, it's a darkened world of unbelief where churches and denominations, and we are not a denomination. We have things for the young people. We do certain things to help strengthen them in the faith. But we do not have church programs. What the minister is to encourage you to do, whether you be young or whether you be old, walk with God, read your Bible, pray every day, listen to these tapes. It will not change. Brother Bram said, you cannot denominate this message. Bring other ministers to give other thoughts of how churches should be handled. That's a denominational spirit. Gross darkness. A world of unbelief. And so forth, Brother Bram said. But there's something in us calling. We want God. We're hungering for God. We're thirsting for God. The Methodists couldn't do it. The Baptists couldn't do it. The Pentecostals couldn't do it. The Presbyterians and what more couldn't do it. We couldn't find it there. Brother Bram said in the rising of the sun. But now listen to this. All of a sudden, Brother Ken, all of a sudden, the prophet says, all of a sudden, the United Church couldn't do it. The Catholic Church couldn't do it. The Presbyterians couldn't do it. No church could do it, Louise. But all of a sudden, he said, while we were groping in this darkness, all of a sudden, while we were groping in this darkness, the great resurrection. Oh, my goodness. You don't think you should be happy? I want to see more Marys around here. Running, running, running. He's risen. He's risen. He's alive. He's real. More Marys. He said, all of a sudden, while you were groping in darkness, the great resurrection came to us in the manifestation of the promised word of the day. 
Wow. You mean the resurrection is in this message? I want to hear an amen around the world. I want to hear an amen from every one of you. The resurrection is in this message. The resurrection. Suddenly, Brother Ram said, the great resurrection came to us in the manifestation of the promised word of God. Here we are growing up in, in our different countries, in our different towns, in our different cities, wondering where God is. Where's God? There's got to be God somewhere. But if you were the sanctified and perfected in the mind of God before the foundation of the world, that resurrected one is going to find his elected lady. God found you. God found me. He's the manifestation. Jesus is the manifestation of the promised word of God. Promised word of God. Can I say again this morning? Then be a good cheer. Be happy. Be thankful. Be those daddies that got your little children around you and say, I got a lamb for a house. We've listened to Moses. He's the angel of the Lord. He's the one that God spoke through. The prophet, I should say. The angel of the Lord came to the prophet. And that prophet spoke to him. And he went to Israel and they killed a lamb, a spotless lamb. And I'm sure that daddies would say to their children and to their darling wives, be of good cheer. We are covered by the blood. No death can have us. No death can grip us. We're protected by the bleeding, bloody word. Hallelujah. Be of good cheer. I don't know if any one of you have ever read Robert Louis, Louis Stevenson. He was a writer. <clears throat> and over the years, I'm, I'm sure some of us, us older ones, probably read his books. But there's one quote that I remembered reading. And it was about a boy in a storm. And the, and, and the, and the storm came, I'll read it here, and, and he describes what Robert Louis Stevenson, he's a good writer as far as the world's concerned, I guess. And he talks about this ship hitting these rock, the rocky, uh, coast and being smashed and the ship's all destroyed. And all of a sudden, the next day after the storm was over, there was found a little lad. And he was holding to one rock. And when they picked him up in the rowboat, they said, did the, did the rock shake you? <laughs> what the little boy returned, he said, nope, the rock never shook, but I sure did. And I'll tell you what, the rock of ages will never shake. It will always be firm. We might be holding on to it and we might be a little shaken, but be Oh, cheer. Be of good cheer, bride. You cannot be destroyed. You are the elected gene of God. Another time, and I believe in the same book, maybe it's wrong, but I got the quote here. Before the ship crashed, 
They asked the captain, are you afraid? They said, no, sir, we're not afraid. And just by the captain saying, I'm not afraid, comfort the heart of this little boy. (laughs) Hello, little sons and daughters of God. Be of good cheer. We found the rock or the rock found us. The rock found us. Can I say then in first John chapter four, verse 17, as we move along. Paul again, or John writing here, here is our love made perfect or mature. That we would have, the Bible is very clear in saying boldness in the day of judgment. Boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Now, there could be ages gone by that could read this that might not quite understand that statement even. Believe it for themselves. But through the opening of the word and finding out where a prophet said, he being the word and she being the word, then we start to understand then if we are in this final day Coming to the judgments of God. John is writing and clearly stating. Have boldness. In the day of judgment. Because as he is. So are we in this world. So then I look up. As he is. To find out in the Greek. What does that mean? As he is so are we. And it's so beautiful how it all ties together with this message. Scripture with word. As he is means the union that what God is. And the fellowship and communion with him, they're one. My, that doesn't sound distressful. That sounds to be boldful. To be bold. To be of good cheer. We have union with God. Fellowship with God. As we've been speaking in the last few services. And that fellowship is communion. With God. I don't believe Abraham was afraid. When he took. His 318 little shepherds. Servants. Against army. Of four kingdoms. He knew. That Isaac had to come through him. And there wasn't enough. Imps. Devils. Kingdoms. Kings. Soldiers. Army. That was going to destroy him. So Lot being a part of his inheritance. He went after it. I believe with boldness. And when he came back after the battle, he had communion with Melchizedek. They became one. A union, a fellowship in communion with him. We have confidence, the Amplified says. We have confidence in this day. In the Greek, it also says where there's no fear because now we have the love of God. Dread does not exist 
Is everybody listening? I, 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 I would love for you as, as somebody said, well, rewind the tape then. Dread in this day. Dread. I don't dread getting up in the morning. I don't dread going to work. I don't dread preaching. I don't dread being what I am. I'm thrilled. I am blessed. That I can say to you this morning, I'm a redeemed, blood-washed son of the living God. Be of good cheer. Why, Brother Tom? Because, Linda, I believe God. I believe the God that I walked into Bible Wayhouse. And saw a friend of mine beating the guitar. And a sister playing the piano. And a faithful pastor preaching the word of God. I believe from that moment I received Jesus Christ. Brother Todd, that moment I have not changed. And I can say, like Caleb, 40 some odd years down the road, I'm stronger in the faith, Sister Eleanor, than I have ever been in the Word. Stronger now. And I believe I can hear that from Brother Gilash down and Sister Karen that we were privileged to see on a drive-by with Brother Richard's 60th birthday. We're stronger now, Brother Gil. We love the Word a greater way now than we've ever loved. We are in the Word more than we've ever been in the Word. I don't need church. I need church. But I don't get fed from church to live to next Sunday. I feed on the Word Daily. Daily. Then the ministry comes to minister the word to build us up into the faith. But if they lock those doors, which it seems like they've just about done that, that wouldn't worry me. Because like Enoch did, he walked with God. If I never had a walk with God, I'd be worried, Nathan. If Jesus wasn't near me, And said, be of good cheer, brother Tom. I would be definitely not bold in the day of judgment. I would have dread if I didn't have Christ. I would be worried. And I certainly was. I remember when God started to deal with me. Brother Ken actually told me. He said, you must listen to Sunday or Saturday's radio broadcast. You must listen to it. You must listen to it. Brother Biscoe's going to be preaching on five wives and five foolish virgins. You must promise me, promise me, you will listen to that tape or listen to that radio. I said, sure, I'll promise you, not knowing I was going to have a party that weekend. And I had a house full of friends and they were partying, but I did keep my promise. I went into that little room. I turned on the radio and I heard yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his name. And praise the Lord. Boy, that's branded in my mind. And I listened to our pastor preach. And something started to stir within my soul. Saying, that's the God that I want to serve. The one that he's preaching about. And when I came to Bible Way House and I started to see people like Sister Violet and Brother Gill and Brother Ken and Linda, I said, that's what my deep is calling for. I was calling for a God that lives in flesh. Not a God of theology of the mind where I have to think about the message.
Brother Bram said, don't agree with the message. Become the message. Become the message. So can I say like, Paul, I exhort you. I exhort you. It's a present imperative. Nathan, it's it's a present imperative. That means you as a daddy have the right by the word of God to exhort mother. Exhort children. Exhort them daily. That's what your Bible says. That's what my Bible says. Daily. Daily. We're to exhort and encourage one another. We can do it. We're more than overcomers. We got the anointing of God. To them that overcome. Will I grant to sit with me in my father's throne? We have the overcoming life living in us. Hallelujah. So then I exhort you by this present imperative, which is I'm commanded to continually encourage you. Encourage you in the faith. Encourage you. Paul writes it another way in Ephesians 4 and verse 1. Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, beseech you, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherein you are called. I beseech you. (laughs) Or can I say it this way? Therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, I implore you, I implore you to walk worthy of the vocation. I'm imploring you this morning. That implore in the English language means to encourage. (laughs) I'm to encourage you in the faith. I don't care if you're in the deep, Brother Todd. I don't care if you got doors up past your eyebrows. And you're shipping it from Vernon to Seattle. I don't care where you are. There's the same angel of the Lord, the Lord Jesus, with you every step of the way. I implore you, it's to encourage, it's to uplift your heart, not a shallow sympathy. No, the Greek doesn't say that. It's not a shallow sympathy, but an encouragement that will be a spiritual encouragement to make you realize the faith. In which you are in. Can I say. Who's in a battle. You say well brother Tom. Let's take battles. Let's get out of the water. Let's get on terra firma. Let's get on dry land. Say I feel better getting out of the ship. And I'm just going to get into dry land. Okay you're in dry land. But now you're at the time of King Hezekiah. And at the time of King Hezekiah. Sennacherib. Has now conquering the world. And he's conquered every kingdom. And he's sending ambassadors to Jerusalem and telling them to surrender. And having ambassadors even speak in their own language. I guess we've had those in the church too. Speak our own language. But try to discourage us. Huh? Well, I went over like a lead balloon, but we'll leave it anyway. And no, give up. Give up. It's too hard. Just surrender. Live like the world. No, I say, don't give up. I'll say like Hezekiah. There's more for us than there is against us. And your Bible says that King Hezekiah told them to be strong, courageous. 
So there's a lot of armies all around you. So there's 200,000, thousand supernatural demons. Clista, so what? Those are extra devils, by the way. There's other devils that were there before those were loosed. But that overcoming power that is in you, where the scripture says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Can I encourage you? Can I say, be of good cheer this morning? Be courageous. But brother Tom, you wouldn't believe what's around Jerusalem. There's army after army after army. Oh, Gehazi. I think Michael was preaching. Why don't you just, oh, Lord, would you just open his eyes that he can see that the mountains are filled with chariots of fire and horses of fire. There's more for us than there is against us. You have been predestinated to conquer Satan in whatever form he comes in. Okay, let me do it this way then. You have been called in this day to conquer any storm. Any form that Satan tries to throw at the believer. You have been called to this golden age, Brother Branham said. You have been called. Did we not read your heart should be aflame? Your heart should be on fire? Isn't there a song that the Pentecostals used to sing? My heart is all aflame with the fire that fell at Pentecost, baptized in Jesus' name. We sing it. I don't believe the fire of God could ever be quenched. I don't believe it, Brother Milko. I don't believe it for a moment, Brother Frank. I don't believe it for a moment. I don't believe whatever Satan throws at me can defeat me. Is that true, Brother Matthew? Nothing that Satan throws at you can defeat you. Well, now we got a name, COVID-19. Brother Bram said way before COVID-19 came, I believe it then North at not, 1965, he said there will be things that come on the earth, they don't even know what to name it. And we go on and we say it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And we quoted it all the time, 20, 30 years. But Sister Eleanor, you've been around as long as I've been preaching. And you've heard me say, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. But the bride's getting better and better and better. Come on. She's getting stronger and stronger in the face. I'm encouraging you, be of good cheer. The angel of the Lord, whose servant I am. Amen. I've seen him face to face. I looked through a glass darkly, but now I'm seeing him, as Paul said, face to face. I'm in the presence of Almighty God. So can I implore you, exhort you, cheer you, encourage you this morning? I shall overcome anything in any form because I have been predestinated to an inheritance and I have a right to it. And no enemy is going to stop me, Orn. No devil going to stop me from attaining my inheritance. 
Brother Bram said in the adoption series, he said, we've been predestinated to an inheritance. And God's knocking at my heart. William Branham, William Branham. I called you a long time ago before the foundation of the world. Come on, James. God called you a long time ago before the foundation of the world. Been knocking at your heart. God had to save a brother Murphy. Come knocking at your heart. See how God starts to work. Amen, sister. So that's how God works. Way above how we think. He said, God called brother um, William Branham. He knocked on my heart. Before the foundation of the world, I have an inheritance of eternal life. Now God sent Jesus. Oh, I feel like Brother Ron Spencer this morning. God sent Jesus to make this inheritance real to me. He didn't come just to stand at a platform with a prophet vindicating a message for 33 years. He came to make my inheritance real to me. Think about it. He sent God, sent Jesus to make this inheritance real to me. Because nothing else could do it. No church, no person could do it. They were invalid. But in the fullness of time... God, God sent in his own good time, Jesus, the land slain from the foundation of the world. Blood was shed that I might go to my inheritance to be what? Brother Nathan, and I'll wave the paper up in the quote right here. Here's my quote right here. God sent the angel of the Lord Jesus Christ himself to me. To make my inheritance real. 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 What is my inheritance? My inheritance to sonship. To be a son of God. Hallelujah, brother Mike. This is what you look for from a little boy. God sent Jesus this message to you. Because you had an inheritance before the foundation of the world to make you a son of God. And your inheritance is sonship. Daughtership, Margaret. Daughtership, sonship. That's my inheritance. I don't have to be pumped up. I can be encouraged. To let you know can I, can I encourage you by scripture? Oh, here's the scripture now. Here's scripture. We preach scripture. Scripture. John 15 and 16 says, You have not chosen me. Before the foundation of the world, brother John, before the foundation of the world, we're in the thoughts of God. Before the foundation of the world, he had an inheritance of sonship for me. And Jesus comes in the flesh and says, I, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. Think about it now. I have chosen you. And I've ordained you. Not only has he chosen us. He's ordained us. To be anointed. To bring forth the very fruit of God. 
I'm not a lemon. I'm sorry, saints. I'm not a lemon. I'm not a sourpuss. I'm not a sourpuss. No, sir. Uh-uh. I've eaten off that tree of life. And I'm eating from the rose of Sharon. And we're not sour. We're happy. We're cheerful. We're believers. We know where we come from. And I know where I'm going to. I don't care what condition I'm in. I don't care nothing. I don't care how the devil has now fulfilling scripture. Now listen. We've used this quote before. But let me do it in light of this today. Brother Bram talked about now how that that Revelation chapter 12 and how that the beast represented power. And notice the beast coming up out of the sea in, in Revelation 13. And when the beast come out of the sea, it meant the power was rising amongst the people. So we see the beast rising up out of the sea. Now there's a people in a land rising to power. Oh, you say, oh, the beast is right now. Just a second here. They forgot Revelation 10. They forgot Revelation 10, 1. Where my father, my mighty God, put one land on the sea, one land on the foot on the land, and that was showing dominion over Satan. That if I've got his attribute... And I've come from my heavenly father. And I've got an inheritance made real to me. He's giving you the same inheritance this morning. Put your foot on the neck of the kings. Put your foot on the neck of the devil. Put your foot on this land and say, I have overcome. Revelation 13, when the lamb come up, he come up out of the earth. No people, United States. But then after, he had two little horns, civil and ecclesiastical power. And he received power and spoke like a dragon. And we're seeing this power coming in. They'll tell you how to think. They'll tell you what kind of school to go to. They'll tell you when you can come to church. They're starting to show some power. But let me tell you, be of good cheer. We don't care what the waters say. We don't care what the people of the land say. I've got the power in the name of Jesus. We stand victorious because this message has literally turned our hearts back to the faith of our fathers. The stabilizers have been put out. Though the storm rages, call it a typhoon. Call it a Eurocliden. A northeast wind of the Mediterranean. Call it whatever it is. We have got the prophet said in Christ revealed in his own word. Stabilizers are out. Look at one another. Say it to one another. My stabilizers out. My crest every wave. It's not going to bring me down. This rock cannot be moved. He says the stabilizers have been put out in the ship. Stay stable. This is your prophet now speaking. God speaking through. He said, just stay stable. Stay in the word. Stay with God. No matter how you feel. I'm looking at every one of you when I say this. It has nothing to do with your feelings. It has everything to do with your faith. Don't move. Don't move. I exhort you, don't move. 
from believing. He said, stay stable. We're nearing the shore. Stay in the word. Stay with God. No matter how you feel. What anything else. Stay in the word and stay stable. Not up today, down tomorrow, down in the dumps. How do you get a victorious son down in the dumps? Try it. Try being happy and cry at the same time. <laughs> Woe is me. And smile. You can't. You're either going to smile or you're going to cry. You can cry in tears of joy. But you can't cry in sorrow and be happy. Brother Bram said, just stay stable. Stay with the word. The stabilizers are straight in the word. God said it would be there. We'll crest them. It's been prophesied. It's been prophesied, Paul. You're going to Rome. Be of good cheer. It's been prophesied. You will crest every one of those waves. You can't sink us, Brother Bram said. Can everybody say that? You can't sink me, devil. You can't sink me. You can't drown me. Yes, sir. You might put me in the grave, but I'm going to rise again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. They can't sink us. They can't drown us. No, sir. We're going to crest right over them. We'll crest every one of them because the great chief captain is calling at the other side. Come home. <laughs> Come home. Come home. Come on. Come home. We're at the end of time. He delayeth no longer. We're there. We're finally at the end of the race. The crowd is cheering. There's a great host of witnesses. Saying you can do it. You can run. You can make it. And Brother Bram says, it's not that you could make it. He said, you've already made it. You've already made it. Be of good cheer. Hallelujah. Oh, saints, I wish you were here this morning. We lift this roof right out of the foundation. Hallelujah. It's not that I might make it, Rhea. I've already made it. I'm a son of God. I've been in the thoughts of God. And now I'm manifesting the word of God. Who's going to do it if it's not us? We've run out of time. We're at the end time. This is now God's time. These things, Jesus said, if you want to pen it down, John 16 and 33. These things I have spoken unto you that you might have what? Peace. Not turmoil, not despair. That you would have peace in the world. You'll have tribulation. Yeah, you'll get your flat tire. Oh, your workers might not like you very much. You're going to have tribulation in the world. Not, he's not talking about the great tribulation. I liked it one time. I, I hit a, a car in front of me. You know, I was, I, in the old days, in the archive, in the old, old days, when we had cassette tapes, I had to put a cassette tape into my, into my player. I'd run out of tape and I had to flip it over. It didn't have one of those modern ones where you could flip it 
Boy, I'm old. You had to eject, flip, put in, kept my head down and smashed into the car in front of me. And I go, oh my goodness. It was a rattle trap. The bumper was, was tied on with bailing wire. And I thought, oh, he's going to take the government for a ride. He's going to say I destroyed his bumper. And what I only hit him like, gave him a nice little kiss, you know, nice little hit like that. And I get out of the car and this giant opens the door and stands. He's got to be Andrew. He made Andrew look small. And that's how big he was. That's big. In this little Toyota. And I figured, I'm dead. I'm dead. And he was already huffing and puffing. Throws the door open. Puts his jacket on. He said, you hit me! People want this power of the spoken word. I'll tell you how to do it. Sorry. What? I said, I am so Sorry. He looked around, looked around, and he looked around. He looks at the bumper, looks at me. Ah, he says a piece of junk, anyways. But if I would have just, you know, okay, you know, I didn't hit you that hard, you know, what are you mad? So matter. You just said fire, fuel the fire. Be a good cheer, saints. We'll have little tribulations, but God, God will be with you. He'll give you the right word at the right moment. He'll give you a soft answer, turneth away wrath. Sure, we're sons and daughters of God. So he says, I've spoken unto you that you would have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But he goes on to say, but be of good cheer. <laughs> I have overcome the world. And if that God that overcome the world in flesh is living in you, be of good cheer. If he's overcome. You shall overcome. Any COVID, I don't care. They, they give you first strain, second strain, third strain. By the time I'm dead and gone or gone in the rapture, there'll probably be a hundred strains. Everybody will be putting masks on their shoes, nose, toes. Who knows where they're going to be putting masks. But we'll do what the order tells us to do. But we know that there's a God that's watching over his elected lady. And we're not fearful. For my Bible says, if you want to turn to Romans, I'm sorry. Am I, I, I didn't check the time. I don't even have the time. Let me get the time. Okay. I'm okay. Okay. Romans, you want to turn to Romans chapter 8. Verse Bible says here, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus, our Lord. So what I put underneath here is, there's nothing to worry about. Boy, and I heard a mighty roar throughout the land. Amen. There's nothing to worry about. Brother Bram said, no harm can be done. You're as safe 
as can be. You're as safe as can be. Let the storms come. Okay. We've spoken on storms before. And I remember uh, Brother Ken and I fellowshipping on it. But I said, who says storms are bad? And that always brings everybody up. Well, you've been preaching on how bad it is. Who says storms are bad? And we know that the storms are in categories. Right? You got hurricane one. You got hurricane two. You got them all in the categories one to five. And it seems like we get together and we try to compare our categories. Brother, I've been going through tribulation. I'll tell you what. I've got a category four going on right now. Peace. (laughs) Be of good cheer. Jesus is walking on the sea. Oh, but you're talking about Bible times. Yes, I'm talking about Bible times. You know what your Bible says? And he went walking on the sea as though he wouldn't go into the ship. They had to cry out to him. (laughs) Because he would have passed by, the Bible says. He would have passed by. So I don't care what kind of category you got. One, two, three, four, five. It'll bring Jesus on the scene. It'll bring Jesus on the scene. Listen, we had a sister in Memphis that had a boy dying with syphilis. The storm brought Jesus on the scene. I hope that's not too strong for anybody here, but it was Brother Branham was there, but it was Jesus and Brother Branham. Morton Parson. But God was in attendance. Be of good cheer, sister dear. Storm. Say, oh, the storm. I tell you what, the storm came and Job was in a storm. He had category one. He lost his sheep. He had category two. He lost his donkeys and camels. He had a category three. He lost his children. He had a category four. He lost everything. I think he got one, two, three, four, five. He got them all. But the storm brought the greatest revelation. Elihu come and he cried out. Brother Branham said he looked through time and he said, I know my Redeemer liveth. Then in the last days, <laughs> oh, my goodness sake, what happened? What brought God on the scene? Storms. Be of good cheer. Can I say to you this morning without belaboring the point? Well, Jonah was in a storm. Yeah. But my prophet said, God was in the storm. God was in the wind. God was in the ocean. God was in the whale. What's your problem? God is walking with you every step of the way, saints. You might be going to Tarsus, but don't you... Think for one moment, the Lord isn't going to get you to the destination he's got in mind for you. Heaven, happy home on high, heaven. You might be going this way, but if you're a seed of God, he's going to allow circumstance to turn you to your predestinated destination. To Nineveh you shall go. Don't you worry, saints. You might think you're going the wrong way. You're going the right way. 
God will turn, I've got quote after quote, turn your, the permissive will into the perfect will of God. Be of good cheer this morning. Don't worry about your circumstance or the situation that you're in. You say, but our family has moved here and God can do anything. He can crumble this society so bad that we'll all be living in Milko's apartment. Now, he didn't get it, but that's okay. He'll get it one day. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? But one thing for sure, I know I've been called for an inheritance to a sonship, to an adoption, to a rapture, to a future home. Be of good cheer, saints. Don't ever look at the circumstances around you. And if you want to go into a huge message on that, just go into Why Christ Speak. And listen to that this week. And you won't be crying no more. You'll just be speaking. God said, God said, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. The storm was preparing the word to manifest in Jonah's life. The resurrection. He didn't even know he was playing out the sign of the resurrection. Everything that we do, God is going to use for the glory of God. Can I say, by the word of the Lord, as Paul thus said to his companions, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God. And that's the title I wanted to title this message. I believe God. The angel of the Lord has descended in Revelation 10 when I believe God. Revelation 10.7 came, I believe God. I'm Revelation 10.8, I believe God. I believe I'm the victorious bride of Jesus Christ. I believe God. I believe she is him. I believe God. Do you believe God this morning? Do you believe what the word says you are? I believe God. Be of good cheer. I believe God. Finally, brother, be strong in the Lord. That's what Paul says. Finally, brother, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He means in conclusion to this matter. Draw your strength from him. He's empowered you. You're in union with him. Can you imagine the Greek bringing that out? You're empowered and you're in union with him. Finally. Finally. My brethren, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him. You're empowered with him. By union with him. In the power of his boundless might. That power is to be the attribute of the power of God, which is omnipotence. Why? Brother Ken, every time I start studying and reading, I feel like Benjamin Franklin. I got it. I got it. And I didn't know what I got. I got it, saints. I'm a son of God. I got it. We've got the power of God. I got it. I want you to say, I've got it this morning. I've got what the word says I am. I believe in what thus saith the Lord is. Can I just give you just a couple of examples? Because they said I was too short last time. So I'll take my extra five minutes. 
if that's okay with you. I'm watching your head. No nods, yes, no, yes, okay. Thank you, Sharon. Okay, gotcha. The word of the Lord is to be your comfort. And the church said, the word of the Lord is to be your comfort. Amen. So be of good cheer. The word of the Lord is to encourage you. Amen. Be of good cheer. The living word is living in your flesh. And the word of the Lord said. I, I'm just quoting what the word, what the prophet said here. The son of man is being revealed. Amen. The son of man is re- being revealed in the body of flesh. Amen. The son of man is being revealed in your flesh. Come on. Now, I didn't hear quite hear the amen is loud now. Oh, you can say son of man, Brother Branham. But now Brother Branham is turning it around. Talking about your flesh now. Your flesh, be of good cheer. Your flesh, taking dominion. Your flesh, stepping on the land and the sea. Your flesh. (laughs) Hallelujah! Your flesh. Brother Branham said, she will mature and become the word bride and do the mighty works. Amen. She will produce the very works of Jesus. Amen. She will be, as Brother Murphy said, the invincible army. Amen. She'll be taken. This is now prophecy. Prophecy. We're under prophecy. Paul was under prophecy. You will go before Rome. Here's your prophecy. The bride will be taken off the earth. She'll be caught up before the tribulation to meet her Lord in the air. Comfort one another with these things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Comfort one another. Encourage one another. Be of good cheer to one another. The Lord is going to take his bride off the earth before tribulation. And we will meet him, Sister Linda, all these years in the air to be with these musicians. Please come. Nam says, the Lord is slow to anger, great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. He has his way in the storm, in the whirlwind. He has his way in the clouds of the dust of his feet. Oh, I wish I had time now. Now I can really start it. There's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, we're terrible. This is COVID really super seven times seven. Times seven. Because the Bible says they heated it up seven times worse. So there might be seven variants coming. (laughs) But the Lord... Is in the whirlwind. The Lord is in the storm. And the Lord. The Bible goes on to say in, in Nahum. Says that the clouds are the dust of his feet. 
And you've read many times that prophet said, don't you see your children in the, going to the fiery furnace? And the Lord just sat there for a little bit. He said, those are my sons. I'm so proud of my sons. I'm so proud of them. They are walking. Look at the soldiers. They're dying. Look at the people dying all around them. That's what you've been seeing over the years. People dying all around you. They want to throw you in the fire. And they're getting burned up themselves. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are encouraging one another in the faith. Huh? And they got pushed in. And Brother Brown just said, oh, the Lord just took a piece of that palm leaf. And said, and then he said, he rode on the dust of the wind. And he went down into the fire. And he was the fourth man that brushed away all the hurt and pain. I don't care what fire you're in. I don't care what ship you're in. I don't care what land you're on. I don't care what situation. You've got the uh, Hezekiah land problem. You've got Paul the water problem. You've got Shadrach, Meshach the fire problem. I don't have the time to go in all the problems. But in every one of those problems, the Lord came on the scene. I want you to know this morning, by the word of the Lord, God's watching over you. I don't care what you're going through. If you need to be encouraged in the faith, I pray. Somehow I've encouraged you. Lifted you by the word of God. Not by my emotion. But by the word. May God strengthen you. As we sing the victory songs. Let's bow our heads. We're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you heard my prayer this morning. I just want to help your people. I've got nothing else to offer. Nothing. Nothing. If I could encourage one, Lord. Just one. That's all I wanted. Just encourage maybe somebody. My words would fail, but your words would never fail. And so, Lord, I don't, I don't care what situation they find themselves in. The sheep of God, your elected lady. Maybe they could hear uh, a white-haired old man say, The angel of the Lord stood with me in my little study and just dealt with my heart. Whose servant I am. There won't be any loss of life. Lord, you're not going to lose one of your redeemable. Not one. So all I wanted to do is encourage the people in the faith. So I pray, Father God, in every situation they find themselves in, may they see a glorious light before them as they walk into their deliverance in every situation. In Jesus' name. Just deal with us individually, Lord. In Jesus' name. We're marching to Zion, that beautiful city of God. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. Yes, we're marching. Oh!
that love the Lord and let our joy be known. Join in the song of sweet accord. Join in the song of sweet accord. And thus surround the throne and thus surround the throne. Oh, we're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching to Zion, that beautiful city of God. Hallelujah. Can you take a little moment and lift up your hands and praise Him? Can you just take a moment and say, Oh, God, I'm so thankful you came to my ship. So thankful you come to meet with me and speak to my heart and speak to my life. God richly bless you this morning. We're going to Zion, saints. It's Beulah land. Happy home on high. It's a city built of gold, streets of pure gold. Keep your eyes on the promise. Stay stable. Brother Brown said, stay stable. Stay in the word. Be stable in these unstable times. In these unstable times. Stay stable and thus saith the Lord. We're marching to Zion, that beautiful city of God. Amen. Do we know another old one like that, honey? <laughs> I, I think we sang Beulah Land last week, and all my heart is, I just want to go home. I just want to go in a rapture. I just want to go where he is. I want to get caught away, caught up with him, and get carried away. Amen. Amen. Beulah land, sweet been for a few weeks. I'm kind of sick for a country to which I'll never been before. No sad goodbye. Just be of good cheer. Oh, 
I'll stand Take the wings, the winds of faith. I'll set my wind. There are two roads you may take. One by side and one by faith. But take the word of God. I believe. We have good cheer. I do believe. Amen. Just set your wings. God bless you, saints, as you worship.